Thank you for listening to the Take It With You Season 6, Chapter 5 podcast entitled Golden Opportunity. Hey, we couldn't do this without our amazing local sponsors. Duluth Coffee Company, Sir Benedict's Tavern on the Lake, Buzz Frenzy, Vabene, the Zeitgeist Center for Arts and Community, and of course, our gold star, number one in our hearts, a rainy day that makes you want to snuggle, but in a can, and grade A sponsor and partner in crime, that's right, Bent Paddle Brewing Company. So crack open a Bent Paddle beer and listen to this show recorded live on August 20th, 2019 at the Teatro Zaccone in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, now, there is some adult language and content in this one, so as always, you should probably listen with a friend. Golden, golden
around the municipality of Smashmouth Valley and in the territory on west. There's only one way to handle the murderers, pussy grabbers, and smash mouths. And that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of firearm vapor. We bring you now another thrilling tale of high adventure in the Wild West, filled with love, betrayal, and coconut horses. Starring Gracie Anderson, Amelia Barr, Corey Kaufman, Christopher Erickson, Mary Fox, Mary Gaines, Ryan Nelson, Blake Rystad, Matt Reilly, Blake Thomas, Chris Wagner, and Zachary Stouffer as U.S. Marshal Zatch Stouffer. We begin our journey once again with our intrepid band of weary travelers, Marshal Zatch, Deputy Rick, elegant high-priced prostitute Mary, Billy That Kid, and a dog named Gunshot. As they awake just after sunrise, they all have similar strange feelings about the world and their minds and how their minds interact with the world and vice versa. See, just a moment ago, Zatch was dreaming about winning a greased pig wrangling competition. But when he finally caught the pig, it transformed itself into some kind of pig long-horned bull hybrid. And as the beast grew to bull size and gained horns, Zatch tried his best to continue to hold it down. But there came a point where he just had to let go. So there he was, in the mud and the muck, terrified of being trampled by the inconceivable beast, growing larger by the second. Had Zatch known that this was all only make-believe, he could have jumped up done a backflip and kicked Pigbull right in the teeth with such force that the creature would have flown off into the air like a home-run baseball leaps off a bat, like the fucking American dream! And then, halfway to the home-run town, he could have transformed the ball in mid-air into a warbler bird, marvel at its flight for a bit, and then make it explode into a beautiful firework made of wildflowers. And that would have been so fucking awesome. <laughs> Instead, Zatch screamed in his sleep and woke himself right before he was about to be skewered by the horns of the beast. And he thought... Fuck me, the Earth constantly orbits a big fucking fireball. And that's pretty much as messed up as a pig that grows into a pig bull hybrid that turns into an American dream home run baseball, then into a warbler bird, and then sweetly explodes. I mean, isn't it? Isn't the concept of the Earth and the sun pretty messed up if you think about it? Deputy Rick was also dreaming that night. He had a restless sleep because he had recently been shot and did a lot of tossing and turning. He also dreamt of the American dream, but Rick's night stories were a little darker. He relived the gunshot incident from the previous day, but in this version, the whole gang was taken by surprise and just mowed down in public without provocation. And for the first time ever, Rick had a terror dream and also awoke to the sound of his own screaming voice. Billy, that kid, and Mary's dreams were fairly innocuous. Mary dreamt that she could swim really fast and hold her breath longer than normal. <laughs> to dive down and look at fishes and whatnot. But she couldn't indefinitely hold her breath, so she would keep having to come up for more air from time to time. Kind of seems like a waste of an opportunity to me because you're dreaming, so why not just go with full breath underwater capabilities? But who am I to judge? She had fun. And Billy, that kid, dreamt of a weird kind of broken-down candy house by a lake. And there was a candy princess woman in her early 30s, maybe? She was very pretty, and she wore a beautiful dress made of candy. And then it got sexual. And Billy totally got a hand job. Which is clearly statutory rape, but Billy doesn't know what that even means, and he initiated it, and it was consensual, so... You can't much control another man's night stories, can you? Hope your dreams are always that great and bizarre, kid. They won't be, but one can root for you. And Gunshot the dog literally dreamt of laying on his back beneath the stars next to his new family, which he was doing anyway, but it's kind of sweet that he dreamt about it. 
Since leaving Smashmouth Valley only a handful of days back, the gang's journey out east had taken its fair share of twists and turns, like a twizzler, but not as sweet, nor as healthy. But the voyagers pressed on, like a twizzler, because failure is not an option, despite how shitty your candy is. That's a metaphor, but seriously, Twizzlers can go Okay, all right. Oh, terror dreams again, Marshall? No, no. Just normal dreams. Pigs turning into demon bulls, that sort of thing. Normal dreams. Are you okay, Rick Dad? Did you have terror dreams too? Just said I didn't have no terror dreams, that kid. No, I'm all right, my kid. Just a little nightmare. Nothing to worry about, right? Nothing to worry about. Well, well, I had a great dream. I kissed a candy princess. Oh, well, ain't that nice. And then she took off my pants. Yeah, and then she... all right now. <laughs> that, that, that's enough now, my kid. Uh, now, we got chores to do before we get on the road. And, um, and speaking of pants and chores, uh, the first chore you should probably do is to go down and wash your pants in the river. Why? Well, uh... Oh. <clears throat> Okay. There you go. Oh, well, they grow up so fast, don't they? I'm just gonna swim in my clothes. It saves time. Good thinking, my kid. Wee-hee! And so, Billy that kid washed away the remnants of his wet dream in the river <laughs> while the rest of the gang made a hearty ham breakfast. I am. And I know some of you right now are thinking, why? Why are you mentioning a sexual dream that Billy that kid had? It's seemingly terribly inappropriate. But the thing is, it truly illustrated to Rick Dad what it will really mean to be a Rick Dad. And as they were eating ham breakfast in silence while Billy was playing fetch with Gunshot the Dog by the river, Rick thought to himself, Well, I guess I had a weird dream about a candy princess when I was about his age. I mean, it wasn't exactly that, but kind of close. And his life started to flash before his eyes, his wounds still stinging from the bullet that could have just as easily killed him. And he thought about it all, the trees and shit, the weird sun fireball that won't let our planet do anything but keep going around and around, all the things that were beautiful and terrible and embarrassing and joyful. And he glanced down at Billy, that kid, playing with his dog, and he thought, fucking right, right, you're my, my kid. kid. Now, now and forever. And forever. Well, that was some good ham. Said Zach. Sure was. Said Mary, and they were both right. It was good ham. Another good ham breakfast morning. Well, we best get on the trail. Said Zach. Reckon we should. Said Rick. Come along, Billy, my kid. Said Rick. Okay, Rick, Dad. Said <laughs> Billy, that kid. <laughs> Said Gunshot the dog. Up on the wagon Said now. Said Rick. Bookboard. Said Zach. Here we go now, my kid. Said Rick. Whee! I'm on the wagon now. Said Billy, that kid. Bookboard. Said Zach. <laughs> oh, Marshall. Said Mary. Yeah! Said Zach! Said Brandy, too! And then no one spoke for some time. <laughs> Until Billy That Kid said, Mary? Well, what is it, Billy That Kid? You're an elegant, high-priced prostitute, right? Well, mind Just your manners, mouth shut that kid. It's all right, boys. I am. It's all I ever wanted to do. Well... When I was having this dream last yeah, night... Yeah, okay, I, my kid. I, I think we've had enough talk about dreaming for today. Okay. I believe you had another question you wanted to ask Miss Mary anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I've never been to Smashmouth Valley or out east, but, but I think we're going that direction. All you gotta do is follow the birds, that kid. They all fly east. 
all the time. Oh, Marshall. Yeah, that's nowhere near true, my kid. <laughs> Suit yourself. Get lost, We then. have. It almost killed us. Well, what'd you want to ask me, that kid? I know we're going out east to see your grandma, mm -hmm. but why does she live so far away? Well, it all started for me a long time ago now. 1836 in New York City. Well, some people call it the Big Apple, but most people I know call it Happy Apple. Most people you know call it Happy Apple? Yup. Remember being born or nothing. <laughs> Happy Apple City, a long time ago. Here are some people walking past the hospital where Mary was born. Just loving life. Mm, just look at this city. God, I love it here in Happy Apple. Oh, me too, darling. It is truly a testament to human ingenuity, isn't it? Sure is. Take a look at this hospital, for example. Inside these walls, there is a constant cycle of life and death. And science. Mm, yes, science. Shall we stroll through the park holding hands and being racist together? <laughs> yes, you read my mind. Hey, you, go back to your own country. You're fucking British! Well, she obviously doesn't understand science. Lady brains are smaller, you know, because they lose so much brain blood during their menstrual abortions. Oh, yes, I know. I read science. Well, don't frustrate yourself, darling. Science is hard. That was 1836. <laughs> Things sure have changed since then. Well, um, anyway, back to the story. See, she I was, was born, born right then in that, that very hospital. Flashback. And soon after, Mary was swaddled in, like, swaddling garments? I don't know, I'm not good at science. And she was held by her mother, Piper, and looked over by her proud father, William, and her two grandparents, Benjamin and Marjorie. Piper! Piper, my love, just look at her, she's so beautiful. What should we name her? Mary, Mary Kennedy. Wonderful to meet you, Mary Canaday. That's right. Mary's last name is Canaday. Now you know. Now you know. What a life you have in store for you, little one. I just hope she doesn't become a prostitute. <laughs> that is, unless it's her lifelong dream, in which case you're just fine with me, yes it is. <laughs> And my childhood in Happy Apple was pretty fantastic, if I do say so myself. Well, my grandparents owned a niche teacup operation, and it brought in a lot of money for some reason. Teacups? Who'd have guessed? 
And my grandparents, Ben and Marge, well, they were high society people. I got dragged to a lot of parties. Dennis, what a beautiful home you have, and look at that view. Thank you, Marjorie. And I mean, seriously, look at that view. I am. <laughs> Who's that guy standing beside you? And those other two people, and that wretched little thing. Oh, that's my husband, Benjamin. Hello. Sure. And my son, William, his wife, Piper, and my granddaughter, Mary. It's nice to meet you. I'm Mary. Quiet. Excuse me? Uh, I want to introduce you to my wife, Charlotte O'Flannel Conundrum. The pleasure is yours, I'm sure. What? Benjamin, be nice. Why? Would you care to join me on the veranda? Whatever your name is. Marjorie Candidate. Oh, of Candidate's teacups? Well, I'll be. I'm sorry we haven't gossiped sooner on my veranda. There's nothing more I love than gossiping on the veranda. <laughs> I'd love to. Then please join me on the veranda. I like saying veranda. Also, I have some juicy gossip I just can't wait to tell you while sipping cocktails on the veranda. Follow me to the veranda. Can't wait to hear it. I'll be back, Benjamin. I'm off to the veranda. Okay. Bye, Grandma. And this is the way it went for some time as Mary was growing up. Benjamin, Piper, and William ran a successful high-end teacup business. And Marjorie hobnobbed with the big money high society bitches. And here's the thing about big money high society bitches. There are three tiers. Big, big money high society bitches, big money high society bitches, and well-off high society bitches. At the moment, Marjorie was a big, big money high society bitch, and that was the crowd she ran with, and she gossiped on many a veranda and loved it. Marjorie, did you hear about Georgette? Apparently her son failed his last math quiz. You don't say. Poor jeans, if you ask me. Yes, poor jeans indeed. Lovely veranda, by the way. Veranda. <laughs> but none of this sat well with Benjamin. He had an itch. I'm itching, all right. He'd often say to himself, an itch he just couldn't scratch in Happy Apple. Just can't scratch it from here. It was an itch that required room and time. Yep. He didn't like the big money high society bitches. No. And I'd also like to take a second here to explain that when using the word bitches, I'm not referring to any particular gender. Although Webster's defines bitch in its second definition as a malicious, spiteful, or overbearing woman, I think we've gotten past the point of gender, and if you haven't, you can eat a dick, regardless of your gender or sexual preferences. Booyah! <laughs> So what happened next, Mary? Well, I'll tell you that, kid. My grandparents had a tough conversation. Marjorie. What is it, Benny Bear? Well, I, I don't know how to tell you this. Uh, you can tell me anything, Benji uh, Buddy Bear the Third. I just, uh, I don't know how to say it. Oh, say what's on your mind, Bundle Booby Honey Bear Sherry Love Rabbit the Ninth. All right. Well, here it is. I, I want to move west, Margie. Move west? Mm. Well, what do you mean, Biddle, Battle, Boop, Boop, Barnacle, Boathouse, Booby, Bussin', Blumpkin, Junior, the 19th? Well, there's a whole world out there, March, untapped. An untapped world with all the possibilities that our hearts can conceive. A world of, of wonder and 
a nature and make-believe, a, a world to conquer and nurture and see for ourselves for the first time, a world to learn at the feet of, a world to serve and love, a world to make ours. Should we, though? It seems hard. Harder than all these <laughs> penis buildings erected just to fuck us? I mean, when you put it that way, I kind of want to stay here even more. Oh, but Marjorie, Marjorie, verandas just don't do it for me. I want to see pandas. I don't think pandas live out west, sweetie. Well, I don't mean to be needy, but I really need to go. Oh? I know. It's a big transition, but listen, dreams are weird and they take time. But this one is mine. A, a place in the West where we can be our best and dream dreams that aren't coming out of context, that can just be real dreams, the ones that don't have anywhere else to be. And with love on our side, I, I think we can do it. We can be free. All right. This better be good. Great. I'll round up the kids and Mary, and we'll leave tomorrow. And they did just that. Ha! If you're having a midlife crisis, don't get on a horse and ride across the country. It's not 1846 anymore. And even then, it was kind of a stupid idea. But you know what isn't stupid? Growing your small business wherever you are with Buzz Frenzy. Super simple automated marketing for Facebook that will make your company ride as fast as a horse, but without the trouble of a horse. Horses require work. Buzz Frenzy is the opposite of work. They work so you don't have to. Much like a horse, actually. Now I'm confusing myself. <laughs> anyway, if you live in Duluth, why not go to Babane? Spend 30 seconds writing a post, add a hashtag, and let Buzz Frenzy do the work to grow your business while you're eating delicious pasta. Because you know the old saying, what's better than a midlife crisis involving a horse? Babene and Buzz Frenzy. And now, back to our show. And so, Marjorie, Benjamin, Piper, William, and Mary made their way out west. And a few weeks later, everyone had become a little weary. So, Pa, what exactly are we looking for here? I mean, the adventure seems fun. It does, in theory. But we've been traveling for a while now. What's the end game here? I've been asking myself the same question. I want to find a place, a wild, beautiful place. A place where we can really just put down roots, where we're free from the confines of money to define who we are as people. Where we can build a society that thrives on nothing but the good will and intentions and the kindness of others and the giving nature of the land. And also, with any luck, there'll be a, a lemon tree or two. <gasps> like right over there? My God! That's it! That's it! Dear, just look at this view. It's, it's amazing, amazing the things we will do in this movie. Look, there's a lemon tree. I see a lemon tree. Eagles soar overhead. Those are hawks, dear. That's what I said. And, and a butterfly flutters on by. What did 
never tell you I knew we would find it I promised that it would be fine But it's better than fine It's a fucking paradise It's beauty smashes you right in the mouth What a valley Soon to be a municipality It's heaven on earth Time waits for no one, our plans have now taken root We'll plant our vegetable gardens and follow suit They'll be an elegant, highly priced prostitute Someday, with love on our side We'll build on the dream of a life Where we all live in peace And the mountains that surround us Will wrap their arms around us There'll be no What should we name it, Pa? Smash Mouth Valley! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Oh, wait, you were serious? Yeah! Let's call this land 
Smash Mouth Valley. And so they started putting their seeds in the ground and their structures in the air. They tilled the soil and boiled potatoes and coiled rope and oiled the gears and with some luck avoided the tornadoes. There were some tears, of course, but with some helping hands and a horse or two, they always figured out what to do. And in time, there was a town, a small town, but it grew, and people began to arrive, and the town thrived, and before they even knew, years had gone by. Yeah, hello, Piper. Nice morning, ain't it? Oh, it sure is, Bob. Nice to see you. Yeah, what you up to today? Well, William and I are going down to the river to catch rainbow trout. Oh, colorful. <laughs> well, that sounds just lovely. Don't drown, break your arm or leg, or expire from exhaustion, cholera, typhoid, snake bite, fever, measles, or dysentery now. Oh, don't worry, we won't. <laughs> all righty then. But both Piper and William did die that day from all those things simultaneously. It was a shame. Oh, no. Mary, I'm so sorry. I didn't know your parents died of broken arm, broken leg, exhaustion, cholera, typhoid, snake bite, fever, measles, dysentery, and they also drowned at the same time. It's okay, that kid. It was a long time ago. Well, I don't know what I'd do without my dad. I don't know what I'd do without you, my kid. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, Marshall. So, so what happened after that? Well, the last time I saw Ben and Marge was back in 1855. The broken arm, broken leg, exhaustion, cholera, typhoid, snake bite, fever, measles, dysentery, and they also drowned at the same time deaths of William and Piper hit them pretty hard. And Marjorie couldn't really take it anymore. I can't, Benjamin. I can't. I won't. I want to go back to the happy apple. You want to abandon everything that we've built here? Everything that you built here. I came along for the ride and it killed my boy. My boy. I mean, objectively though, he could have died from a broken arm, broken leg, exhaustion, cholera, typhoid, snake bite, fever, measles, dysentery, and also drowned at the same time pretty much anywhere. <laughs> I want to go back home. <sighs> okay. Okay, darling. Mary, we'll leave tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I'm not going with you. What? 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 I'm going to stay here and fulfill my lifelong dream of being an elegant, high-priced prostitute. Oh, my God! <laughs> well, uh, darling, I don't mean to be a dick here, but, uh, I mean, Mary's mom did say that it was okay the day she was born. Like, it was, like, the first thing that she said to her. Like, so. Well, good luck, Mary. Be the best elegant, high-priced prostitute you can be. Oh, don't worry. I will be. Bye, guys. And that was the last time I saw them, Billy, that kid. Well, that's kind of sad. I know. You know what else is sad? Koalas. <laughs> well, why are koalas sad, Marshall? It beats me. They're just inherently sad in my mind. I just think koalas are fucking sad. But, but like, for what reason, Marshall? Thank you for calling me Marshall, Deputy. Yeah, any fucking time. <laughs> Does there need to be a reason for the innate quality of sadness that is contained inside a koala? Well, I just don't know that there is an innate quality of sadness contained inside a koala. That just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Things don't need to make sense, Rick. We're living on an orb that spins around a fireball. 
If koalas contain a deep level of sadness within themselves as just a core part of their being, I don't think that's too weird. Zatch, I think what Rick is asking is why do you think koalas contain a deep level of sadness within themselves? Now, I don't know that I've ever really thought that about koalas. Don't know exactly. Something about their big eyeballs. Seems like those eyeballs are just made for crying. Made, made for crying, Marshall? Billy, that kid, if a creature has big enough eyeballs in relation to its head size, my assumption is that those eyeballs are meant for crying. Couldn't they, uh, couldn't they just be meant for seeing stuff? My God, I suppose so. But the more stuff you see, the more stuff you have to cry about. Well, I'm pretty sure blind people cry too, Zatch. My God. <laughs> Do they? Do they? I never really thought about it. Wait, wait. Uh, you never considered the idea that blind people could cry? No, I guess I never did. Uh-huh. I guess I never did either. <laughs> hey! Hey, Gunshot the Dog is getting in on the conversation too. <laughs> cool. Do you think blind people cry more or less than people that can see? I mean, I'm no expert, but I have to imagine it's the same amount of crying. Think so? I do. So does common sense and decency. Hmm. Oh, I think if I were blind, I'd cry less. Why in the fuck would you think that? Yep, I don't know. Just a hunch. See, I think if I were blind, I'd have to pay more attention to the shit around me so I don't fall into a hole or something. Just, that's time for crying, I guess. Please, God, never tell that to a blind person. What? You don't agree with me? No, I don't. Just saying that I think if I had to focus more on my other senses, I'd have less emotions. You think blind people have less emotions than people with vision? Zatch, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean. No, no, uh, none of us have any idea yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Well, if I went blind, at least I'd have Gunshot here. <laughs> and he could get me where I need to go, couldn't you, boy? <laughs> well, you're gonna probably want a better dog for that kind of thing, youngin. <laughs> oh, it's okay, Gunshot. <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that koalas are innately sad, and I think I would cry less if I were blind. <laughs> You're a strange man, Marshal. I love you, Gunshot the Dog. <laughs> when you've been on the trail for a while, when you've been on the trail for a while, you start to talk about weird shit, like the theoretical innate sadness of koalas. And believe it or not, they kept talking about that for hours. Meanwhile, Penny and Jules have been robbing the shit out of banks. Let's check in with them. It's far more interesting. shoot up my ceiling. Now, obviously, I'm gonna give you the money. Oh, right. Sorry. I'm kind of new at this. Maybe just, like, don't give me all the money and keep enough to fix up the ceiling. Okay, that seems fair. Oh, here you go. Sweet! <laughs> Stick him up! Oh, God, don't shoot! I won't. Don't worry. Penny, 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 maybe don't tell him that you're not going to shoot him. But I'm not. Right, but if he knows that, he has no incentive to give us the money. Oh, right. Got it. I love you, Penny. I love you too, Jules. Uh, so, what's happening now? I'm gonna shoot you if you don't fork over the fuck 
fucking cash! Yeah, but you just said that you'd... You know what? I don't care. It's my last day. Here's the money. Yes! Stick them up! Oh, sure thing. Here's the money. Awesome. No problem. Oh, you know, Penny, robbing banks with you is the most fun I have ever had. I just... Oh, for the rest of my life, I want to rob banks with you. I want to rob the whole damn world because they don't know what they're missing. And they don't deserve a single thing if they can't see you. And they don't see you. Then they don't know what they're missing. And I see everything that they're blindly chasing to no avail. Just chasing around the same idiotic tail. Did you mean tail like tail on a dog or tail like a story? I meant both. I'm super clever. Yes, you sure are. I would kill for you. But I'd really rather not kill for you Can we figure it out where there's no killing? Or is it the thrill of it that's so fulfilling? When we have wanted signs Who gets top billing? If it's you, that's really okay You deserve it more than me anyway Are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> yeah, you know I am
for so long That was dug out by a dong To keep us lower in the ground all around us And could never sing a song like this Never again with that ditch digging dong That never ever wanted us to get rid you should think about going to Smash Mouth Valley. There's going to be a gold mine soon. Well, thanks, Bank Teller. You've been awfully nice considering the circumstances. Well, you know, my mom always told me, if someone robs you, help them out. <laughs> Your mom told you that? Oh, yep. Oh, or maybe it was a lady in the candy dress from a dream I had earlier. <laughs> Either way, I think it's good advice. Well, have a good one. You too. Let's check back in with the gang, shall we? No, Billy that kid, I don't think sloths are sad. But, but they move so slowly. Well, I don't think moving slowly means you're sad. It means you're being deliberate. True, although I don't think sloths have much of a choice. I, I, I think maybe they look deliberate, but maybe in their minds they're going crazy. Hard to tell with sloths. Well, it's hard to know. The thing I like about sloths is that their eyes, although a nice crime-sized kind of eyes, <laughs> is proportionate to their oblong heads. That's true. Not to change the subject, but we've been hypothesizing about the sadness of animals now for a few hours. Mary, what happened to your grandparents after you last saw them? Well, Billy, that kid, I don't rightly know all the ins and outs of it. We'd communicate via the telegraph with the dots and the dashes and whatnot, but that doesn't really give you much sense of what's really going on. Communicating through wires and stuff is kind of weird, isn't it? Oh, can be. Fucking seals. I mean, think about seals. <laughs> they have those big crying eyes too. But they're in the water and shit. I mean, how can you be sad if you're in the water? Well, I think you can be sad or happy anywhere, Marshal. Well, except for koalas. Those bastards are fucked. Oh, well, Marshall. Although Mary might not know exactly what happened to her grandparents after she last saw them, I do. Because I am an omniscient narrator. I know why it's important that the orb we're on flies at ridiculous speeds around a fireball that's chained by an invisible force. I know why it's important that you don't understand the invisible force. I know why Zatch was right about the koalas. They are sad. Kind of a bummer for them. And I know that when Marjorie returned to the Happy Apple, nothing was quite the same. Remember when I talked about the different classes of big money high society bitches? Well, Marjorie was no longer a big, big money bitch. She wasn't even a big money bitch. She was now merely a well-off high society bitch. And things had changed. Marjorie. It's nice to have you back on the veranda. Cheers. Cheers, Charlotte. 
I'll have to catch you up on everything. I'm sure the West was so drowned. Oh, you have no idea. Oh, meet Jasmine. She's so fun. Oh, hello, I love your dress. Coming from someone who's wearing whatever that is? I'm not even sure how to take that. <laughs> Jasmine, you're so fucking witty. I love you. Not only was Jasmine not witty, Charlotte did not love her in the slightest. But it's a microcosm. You don't even realize that you are, in fact, the artist painting the landscape. A landscape that is so fucked up that when people see it, they will literally vomit to the point that they keel over and collapse on the sidewalk. And it's particularly disheartening that you don't even know you're the artist. You just happen to have some paints because you can afford them. There are animals that kill other animals just to lay eggs in their bellies. And the sun keeps spinning around a fireball. Go fucking figure. And Marjorie bought in, and she missed being in the big, big money group. Flashback that takes place slightly after previous flashback. <laughs> Benjamin, I just can't live like this anymore. What do you mean, darling? We specifically moved back from Smashmouth Valley so you could live like this. The Canaday Tea Company is doing very well. But it's not the same. We used to be making high-end tea cups. Now we're just making the liquid that keeps the cups warm. Well, we're not making the liquid. We're, we're producing tea leaves. You, you have to put the leaves in the liquid to let it diffuse. We're not even making the liquid? Well, <laughs> no. Obviously, we're not making the liquid. Well, that's even worse. Now we're just the people that add some flavor to the liquid that keeps the cups warm. Do you see what I'm saying, Benjamin? No. Honestly, no, I... If we just opened up Smash Mouth Valley to a gold mine and we no! could make... No! Marge, no. Smash Mouth Valley is an idea. A pure idea. And if we let a stupid, shiny rock dictate what's real and what isn't, then what's this all been about anyway? It's about verandas. I love verandas. Veranda is just a fancy word for porch. Well, that's like saying making love is just a fancy word for fucking. Well, I mean, it pretty much is. So... Oh. Wait, do you want to fuck right now or? Oh, no. God. I bet I misread that one. <laughs> my bad. Oh, I need to take the air, Benjamin. Well, be well, my dear. But Marge wasn't well. She didn't want to go back to Smashmouth Valley. She didn't want to live in the happy apple with her current status. She wanted something grand, something that would prove to Charlotte and Jasmine and all the other high society bitches that she was better than they were. But this is a dangerous game to play because there's always going to be the next high society bitch that wants to be better than you. But she had dreams of synchronized water magic, the kind in old movies where you emerge from the center of a circle of breathtaking women wearing bejeweled swimming caps and you're hoisted into the air on a flower pedestal and you can look down at the circle of aquatic dancers from the apex and know that you are their queen! Hey, friend. You know what's great? Bent Paddle Beer. Whether you're part of a team of synchronized swimmers or you're just having some fun in the sun by yourself because you're sad. 
Lake Superior is the place to be. Bent Paddle uses clean, delicious water from the greatest of the Great Lakes to brew their beer. So when you're swimming in Lake Superior, it's kind of like you're swimming in the concept of great beer. And that's amazing. If you've never taken a swim in the concept of something tasty, you should try it. Bent Paddle Beer, it's worth swimming in its main ingredient. And now, back to our show. And then, one night at a veranda party. Uh, Marjorie Kennedy. Yes, and uh, you might be. Hey, uh, my name is Remington Calloway. Do you think there's any ice cream around here? More importantly, I'm his sister, Mallory Cal Halloway. Oh, pleased to meet you. Likewise. I'll cut to the chase. We've heard through some gossip on the veranda scene. Gossipy bitches on the veranda scene. That you're sitting on a gold mine out west in Smashmouth Valley. Word has it it's worth millions, yeah. Remy, could you maybe let me do the talking here? Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what it's worth. My husband technically owns the land, and he's not willing to open it up to mining. Well, that's incredibly misogynistic, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, I'm super misogynistic, too. <laughs> Do you think anyone here would give me a massage? Jesus Christ. Yes, Remington, I'm sure someone will give you a massage. Think so? You're dumb and attractive. Go procreate. Okay. March. Do you want to make a million dollars? Well, yes. Then let me help you. It's beneficial for both oh, of us. But my husband won't budge. He has these crazy dreams about a utopian society. March, you know what dreams are? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't. Dreams are nothing. They're bullshit. They're swimming underwater looking for fishes and a while getting stroked off by a candy princess. They're a waste of time. If you want to do something, you don't dream about it. You do it. You just do it. Hey, I got a great massage from a nice lady in the bathroom. See what I mean? Remington gets it. <laughs> What'd I get? A prize? Uh, a surprise prize? A double surprise prize? Uh, a triple surprise prize? A quadruple surprise prize? Uh, a quintuple Marge surprise Marge had a lot to think about. But while Marge is thinking in the past tense, let's bring you to the present and see what the gang is up to. You know what animal I think is super happy? What's that, Zatch? The camel. Well, why the camel, Marshall? Well, thanks for calling me Marshall, that kid. I think old Zatch is starting to take a shine to you, youngin'. Yeah, wouldn't go that far, deputy. <laughs> oh, Marshall. <laughs> See, the camel just seems like it, just, like it just really wants to survive. Living in the desert like that, you gotta really gotta want it. Camel took all that time to get all the evolutionary with it to the point where it could store a big bag of water on its back? That's just determination. Well, first of all, camels don't store water in their backs. It's not what I heard, Rick. Well, it doesn't matter what you heard. That's just not true. Hard to determine what's true and what's false nowadays. Well, I guess that's true, but in this particular situation... Now, the thing about bats is that they're kind of a tarantula bird hybrid dreamed up by the Visigoths. <laughs> oh, Marshall. Mm -hmm. That conversation isn't going to go anywhere meaningful, so why don't we see what Penny and Jules are up to? Jeff, there's some coffee over there while you're waiting. Great, thanks. 
Wow, you know, Jules, Robin Banks is so easy and awesome. I wish we would have done this sooner. Uh, finally being open about our sexuality or robbing banks? Well, both, I guess. Yeah. I mean, do you think we would have been happier if we'd been honest with ourselves a long time ago? Well, I, I don't know. No, no, I do. I, the answer is yes. Yes, always yes. But I think that if we'd done that, we, we wouldn't have met each other. And, and maybe we would have found other people or a different path and been happy or miserable or somewhere in between. I, I'm just happy that I'm with you now. Me too. Well, here's your money. And there's some danishes by the coffee. Great, thanks. Now, things that really scare me are the badgers. Really? Mm-hmm. Out of all the animals we just talked about, sure. rattlesnakes. Crocodiles. Oh, she-wolves. Mountain lions riding pygmy ponies. A swordfish being shot at you by a giant squid. A penguin the size of a gorilla. A rabbit gorilla the size of a penguin. A gorilla that has two penguins growing out of its neck that can both shoot bolts of lightning through their mouths. A shark that's had its teeth removed but can still come at you pretty fast. A shark that's had its... A shark that's had its teeth removed but had arms and legs and is a pretty good boxer. A goat! A goat that can, that can beat you at chess every time. Oh, no. Another goat who hates the chess goat because he thinks she's a nerd. Oh! A hedgehog that can travel through time. A chimpanzee who says she wants to take you on a crotch rocket ride while she's blindfolded. That same chimpanzee, but realizing there's a language barrier. A a giraffe. A giraffe that can speak eight languages. A giraffe that can speak even one language. A dragon. <laughs> Nothing crazy about it. Just a regular dragon. Nope. None of that stuff is as scary as the badger. Anyway, the sun's going down. Best make camp, suppose. As the travelers made camp, continuing on their eastward journey, following the birds that always fly east, little did they know that their whole adventure was spurred by events that happened months earlier in the Happy Apple, as Marjorie and Benjamin kept butting heads about the prospect of mining in Smashmouth Valley, their relationship became careworn. Marjorie, I don't know what else to say. Smash Mouth Valley is my dream. But dreams are meaningless. Dreams are the only thing we have. The only thing we have, Benjamin, are verandas. Verandas. Verandas and cocktails and sometimes cocaine. Wait. <laughs> what, you do cocaine? Well, that's not the point. Well, it's something I'm kind of concerned about now. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I'm going to a friend. Go. I hope I never have to love someone the way that I love you and never want to kiss someone they don't want to do and always see the world as if it was brand new I hope you never have to love someone The way that I love you I hope you make it soft and restful When the world keeps you awake And regard every moment as a beautiful mistake And always know the 
difference between the real thing and the fake. I hope you keep it soft and restful when the world keeps you awake. And still the mechanism of your mind that clicks and clacks and shapes. Still the mechanism of your mind that clicks and clacks and shapes. Either get it oiled tuned up or it'll break the great thing about pottery is <laughs> that you can take mud and spin it around and 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 like around and around and around till it spins into like a food vessel 
And, and then you can use the same mud grow a corn stalk. Just one single corn stalk. But it's, the, it's best to put up a scarecrow to keep it safe from those warbler birds. You think there's a song in that blue? No, I think you're high again. You have a keen set of eyeballs connected to your brain, Blue. <laughs> Translating cones and rods. I had a rod once. It was a staff bow. I was pretty good with it. I once defeated a warrior in a cornfield of one. Word still out on whether or not it was a scarecrow. <laughs> Think there's a song in that, Blue? No. That's fair. That's fair. You know, that's fair. Might just make for a good song. No. Back in the not-too-distant past... <laughs> Marjorie had reached her precious veranda and once again ran into Remington Cal Halloway. Hey, Marjorie, good to see you again. I'm super massage optimistic this evening. <laughs> Would you care to join me? No, and never. I'm looking for your sister, Mallory. Oh, I'll just fetch her. Mallory! Mallory! Remy, Jesus, stop shouting. Was I? <laughs> uh, my voice is just so plaintive. I want to chat it from the rooftop! Remy, why don't you go be massage optimistic? Women love that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Marjorie, are you here for what I think you're here for? It's a golden opportunity, bitch. Mm. Hey! I'm kind of striking out on being massage optimistic over here. You guys want to just like eat some Twizzlers with me? Just cry about that fountain? No? Okay. I just go be massage optimistic by myself then. Without any women around. That's probably better for everyone anyway. That night, Mallory and Marjorie hatched a plan to make sure they got what they both wanted. Stupid, shiny rocks. And it would take Mallory Cal Halloway to Smash Mouth Valley to kill a nice fellow named Shorty Treacle so she could become the new operator at the American Pigeon and Telegraph Office, where she would just so happen to receive a timely telegraph about Benjamin's death that would ensure that Mary, Zatch, and Rick were out on the town for the while. And it would require Marjorie to do something quite darker indeed. But let's return to present time and then skip ahead a week or two because Zatch, Mary, and Rick, Billy, that kid, and Gunshot just arrived in the Happy Apple! Look, Rick, Dad! I've never seen a building that tall before! Me neither, my kid! It sure is grand! It sure is grand! Look at all the people in their coats and top hats! I just... I just... I never thought I'd be here with you, Rick, Dad, in a place where I never thought I'd be with a dad I never thought I'd have. What a great surprise. New York City, 
pretty But the prettiest thing about you Is how you came about It makes me want to scream and shout Rick, Dad and Billy On the journey of a century That led me right to you Big city Now I can't believe I'm here Rick, Dad? Oh, mighty 
fine-looking lady. Yeah, they just installed it. I read about it in the papers. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's even a poem that was written to accompany it, and it goes like this. Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame with conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here on our sea-washed sunset gates shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is the imprisoned lightning and her name, Mother of Exiles. From her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome. Her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbor that twin cities frame. Keep ancient lands your storied pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, the tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Well, that's beautiful, Dad. It sure is, my kid. Oh. What was that, Rick, Dad? Oh, don't worry. That was just someone mowing down a bunch of people in public without provocation because they hate immigrants. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh, no. Rick, Dad, what... Wasn't that just like the terror dream you had the other day? Sure was. Wait, so dreams can become reality? Well, sometimes. <laughs> for good and bad. Wait. Does that mean that I'm going to enter into a greased pig competition and then the pig is going to turn into a pig bowl and then into an American dream baseball that becomes a warbler bird and explodes into wildflower fireworks? <laughs> oh, Marshall. Summer, one early fall, just trying to find my fiddle all in all. That's gone. I don't worry, I'm sitting on top of the world. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, Take It With You is Gracie Anderson, Amelia Barr, Corey Kaufman on the drums, Christopher Erickson on bass, Mary Fox, Mary Gaines on the cello, Ryan Nelson, Blake Rystead doing our live Foley sound effects, Matt Reilly on the piano, also our musical director, Zachary Stouffer, Blake Thomas, and Chris Wagner on the fiddle and slide. Nicholas Gosen is our sound engineer, and Kendra Carlson is our stage and production manager. This episode was written by Blake Thomas with story assistance from Mackenzie McCollum, Ryan Nelson, and Matt Reilly. All of the songs you heard were originals written by Matt Reilly and Blake Thomas. The show was performed at the Teatro Zucconi here in Duluth, Minnesota. Our logo was designed by the one and only, the wickedly talented Sarah Luke, and our specialty Foley items are often made by Matt Gildner. And another thank you to our 2019 sponsors. Bent Paddle Brewing Company, Duluth Coffee Company, Sir Benedict's Tavern on the Lake, Buzz Frenzy, The Bene, and The Zeitgeist Center for Arts and Community. Find Take It With You on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and online at takeitwithyou.org. Thank you all for being a part of this, and we'll see you next time. 